Hi, I'm Rachel Aylesworth, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. This is On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with someone from the TV, movie, or music industry. This is episode 199 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. And this week, as we go closer to our 200th episode... We have a fantastic guest coming your way this week. Rako Aylesworth will be joining us. If you are a fan of 24, the TV show 24, you're going to know her as Michelle Dressler. She was uh, on that show for a couple of seasons, three seasons, I think it was. And uh, she did a great job. She's been on Hawaii Five-0, and she was on Lost. And she's got two movies coming up. One coming out on DVD. Uh, it's called Buzzkill. And she's got one coming out in March in theaters, and it's called The Understudy. So she's got a lot of things uh, coming your way, and she's been in a lot of stuff. And she's going to talk about all that stuff and a whole lot more. It's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. And I want to thank everybody who sent letters and emails to us. Not letters, but emails. And we uh, we appreciate those. And if you'd like to send us one to comment about a show, or if you want to uh, suggest somebody to have on the show, you can email it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Be sure to check out onscreenandbeyond.com because you can uh, get movie reviews and we movie DVD reviews and TV movie or TV show DVD reviews and all sorts of stuff there. A lot of good stuff to check out. Also, you can help support the show by just clicking and going. If you're going to be buying some stuff, you know, and just go through our site to get to uh, some of those sites that are our sponsors. Help support the show. We appreciate that. And uh, we're going to keep giving you more and more great guests because we're coming up on the 200th, but we're always looking forward. We're always looking for the next guest that we're going to have, and we've got some great ones coming your way, so uh, stick around for those. Coming up next, uh, we are going to be going into Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, well, the remake of RoboCop is moving along. The screenwriter for Gran Torino that Clint Eastwood did is now on board. And they are saying that the remake of Death Wish will not be a remake, but a, I'm doing my fingers here, you know, quote, re-imaging, okay? All right, if that's what they call it. And it, 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 it's going to be set in L.A. instead of New York. Boy, re-image it. <laughs> okay. And Adam Sandler is writing the Candyland movie based on the kids' game. So uh, that's an update on that one. That's it for Remake Madness coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. What's coming your way as far as upcoming movies? Next. Upcoming movies? Well, a film called Johnny Two Guns with a 2013 release is in pre-production over at Sony right now. It's about a failed musician who becomes an enforcer for a gangster and decides to pick up his guitar once more. And Shia LaBeouf was out, and now he's back in, and uh, we'll see what happened. It's going to be in a movie called The Necessary Case of Charlie Countryman. 
and we'll see if it stays that way. Well, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence will star in Serena. It's a period piece about newlyweds who stop at nothing to make their timber business a success. That's it for upcoming movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City, well, Adam Sandler's Grown Ups 2 is now listed in the pitch stage over at Columbia Pictures. And Cocoa 2, it's a comedy in pre-production over in Germany for Warner's Brothers, and it's set for a 2013 release. I never heard of Cocoa 1, but uh, that's what they're saying. And uh, director Matthew Vaughn has agreed to direct the sequel to X-Men First Class. That's it for Sequel City coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. What's coming away as far as TV on DVD? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TV on DVD, well, May 8th, you can get the complete fifth and final season of Chuck as it comes your way on DVD and Blu-ray. And Volume 7 of American Dad hits stores on April 17th. And the tentative street date for Falling Skies Season 1, which is a pretty good show, I like that one, To uh, it's going to invade stores on June 5th. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? <laughs> Movies on DVD, well, Carol Channing, Larger Than Life, comes to DVD in June. And Carol has been a guest twice on On Screen and Beyond, so be sure to check that out at onscreenandbeyond.com and go to our OSB reruns, and you can hear those two interviews. And Young Adult with Charlize Theron uh, arrives in May on DVD, and Underworld Awakening with Kate Beckinsale also comes your way in May. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond... Our interview with Rako Aylesworth. Now, Rako, of course, she was in 24, which it was just such a, an amazing TV show that just drew everybody in. And she was on for what, three seasons, I think it was. And she played Michelle Dessler. And uh, she was also recently on Hawaii Five O. She was in Alien Predator. She was on Lost. She's been in a lot of different things. She's going to be in two movies coming up, one on DVD called Buzzkill and in theaters called The Understudy. So uh, she's got a lot of things going on. She's going to talk about all that. It's a, it's, she's just a fascinating person. It's all coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is an actress who had roles on ER, Lost, Hawaii Five-0, and of course her role as Michelle Dessler on the hit show 24. She currently appears in Buzzkill, available on February 14th on DVD, and in March she will be in theaters in the film The Understudy. It's Rako Aylesworth. Rako, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> now, Rako, 
two films, one on DVD, one in theaters. That's a pretty good start for the year. Not bad, right? Yeah. 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 And it's so funny because these were, of course, filmed years ago, but it's it's great because people think you've been incredibly busy. Right. The Hawaii Five O's, <laughs> and then these just coming out, it, it looks like, you know. Do you have that happen a lot where you'll film something and then it'll be actually a couple of years before, you know, it goes over the, the film circuit, the film festival circuit rather, and then into the theaters or on DVD? Does that happen often? Yeah, it does. I mean, in the stagger period, you, you have no idea because it could come out in the following year or it could be two years or three years. And, and sometimes they all clump together. A movie you did a year ago is, clump, is coming out at the same time as something you did three years ago. And then, of course, there's periods where you work a lot and nothing's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to where have they gone? Right, yeah. People are saying, oh, where is she gone? She's no longer acting. What's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where are they now? And you're like, no, no, I've been working. <laughs> All right, well, let's start with Buzzkill, uh, which, I, like I said, is going to be on DVD on February 14th. Um, how did you become involved with that film? I, you know, I didn't know anyone involved previously, and it was great because in film I've been able to just uh, get into these comedies, um, uh, which which hasn't been my background so much. Mm. Uh, a little bit in theater, and then, um, but in TV it's mostly been dramas and sort of, what I've been known as, and um, and as as some casting directors have told me, she's just not half hour. You're just not half hour, and um, so it, it's been great to do these films that have been kind of like this one, Buzzkill. It's a lot of Second City people, mm-hmm. and um, and this last. Well, we're not promoting this, but I just did a movie with Janine Garofalo and. Um, Sherry O'Terry and a bunch of really great comedians, and um, and it's been such an education. So Buzzkill was was great uh, to to just be introduced to these. I just auditioned for it, and um, and I and I got exposed to all these uh, wonderful comedians. You say you audition, you know, who wouldn't want you in their film? <laughs> that's oh, that's so sweet. You made my week. <laughs> great. Now, now I, I meant to ask you about the comedy. That's a, a question I had coming up a, in a little bit. But you don't do a lot of comedies as far as what we've seen you on TV and things like that. Uh, do you enjoy yeah. doing that? Is that something you'd like to get more into? Yes, I love doing comedy. But once you get known for one thing, mm. you know, they people tend to go with... The safer thing. I mean, I, I can. The thing is, it's. I'm so grateful for the work I've had in drama, and I love drama. Right, and, yeah. But um, I love doing it. Um, but once they learn you can uh, do techno babble, cry, and be earnest, it, it's. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they, they tend to just see you for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I love that I get to do that. But um, but it's fun to be able to stretch and, and play these other roles. Yeah. Now, you've done, uh, like we, I was talking, and we'll get to those anyways, uh, about your TV shows and things, some, you know, really big stuff. And in films, uh, you've done a lot of independent-type films. Do you enjoy the freedom uh, that comes with a independent? And, of course, you've also done some big, you know, films also, but uh, is independent a, a nice way to go for you? Do you feel that? I honestly love both mediums and you wouldn't you'd expect that sometimes the work conditions would be judged by by how much money the film has mm-hmm. and it 
it's not true. I mean, I've been on some really low-budget films, and they just look out for you because it's a smaller set, and you know, and and big films that they don't so much. Um, and then vice versa. I've been on a couple big films that have really looked after you and cared about the characters, and you know. So it's it's. I can't say I prefer one over the other. Yeah. There yeah. tends to be um, more interest in characters with smaller films because they don't have the budget for, right. yeah. <laughs> for big effects. Yeah. Um, it, they, sen- they tend to be more character-based. And that's, you know, that's always more fun for an actor. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I really, especially now, uh, these days, um, <laughs> sounds so old saying this, <laughs> but especially now, I feel like it's not so much the medium, but um, but the individual writing, producing, directing, acting, crew, mix. Mm-hmm. Because I think there was a day when the TV wasn't attracting um, the kind of talent that it, is, it has for a while now. Right, yeah, I know um, what you're At least the last decade, the, the quality of, of TV has gone so, has gone up so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and theaters wobbly and film has been wobbly you know back and forth although there's a lot in those mediums too so you can't really i think just judge the medium yeah yeah well and buzzkill has uh quite a cast in there the uh daryl hammond is in there and yeah mike star and daniel ramon and uh larry um hankin he is also in that uh, mm-hmm. so that's uh, that's Better. quite a cast yeah. Well, I only got to work with Daniel, which I right. loved working with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just fantastic and, and just threw all these great, weird things. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the sweetest guy, uh, which which is what you want. You want someone who has that freedom and, and kookiness, but um, but is still really kind. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, always, that's great to work with because you feel the freedom um, they're allowing you to be creative too mm-hmm. um but yeah he was great to work with but you know i would have loved to have had a character that worked with the other characters too but yeah. i didn't, <laughs> yeah, <just> didn't. <laughs> but they were a really fun cast mm-hmm. yeah yeah i can imagine i i, I can't uh, imagine what was going on behind the scenes that, that probably was the best part <laughs> yeah you know it was well it was a supportive fun cast i i think you know i, I didn't get to again work with the other actors yeah but, I had fun. Yeah. What about your other film, The Understudy, that'll be coming out in March? Can you tell us about that? Yes, I love this movie. It's, um, it's. I think this homage to a tribute to um, to New York and to the theater in New York, and it really presses a lot of those buttons. I think as a viewer uh, that you get from all these the old New York romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the music is amazing. They got an amazing soundtrack. And it just, uh, that, I don't know, Woody Allen used to make these movies, and, you know, that are just real tributes to New York. And um, and it's a dark humor, too. It's It's got this dark, bloody layer to it, too. But it has this great, um, just joy of life and, and uh yeah, and a wonderful cast. Yeah, I, I was looking it over, and I noticed that uh, Richard Kind is in it. Yeah, and uh, Tom Wopat. Of course, that's I'm showing my age when I, <laughs> I mention these actors. 
mom low fat. But, you know, I mean, he's, he's also, what I love about this movie, too, is they used all people who were in the theater. They didn't ha- have any auditions. They just made offers. Mm-hmm. So little people that weren't big stars necessarily, but, um, but they knew through the theater, because it's a, not out of theater snobbery, but just because it basically is a movie about theater in New York. And, um, and so they used a lot of people who, who are in that world, even if they weren't playing the theater people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that one, it comes out in, uh, March, like I said, in theaters, uh, limited release, I presume. I, I, cause they, they had said it was, uh, New York, LA and Chicago. As far as yeah. I yeah. I mean, I wish the whole country, the whole world could see it. Cause I, right. I, I really, I really appreciate I enjoyed that movie. Um, and I hope as many people who can see it go and see it. Yeah, well, I'm sure once it comes out on DVD, then everybody will get to see it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Now, as far as your career, uh, what was the point in your life when you said, I want to be an actress? I have to admit, I've never said that to myself. Really? Um, yeah, I grew up wanting to be, uh, I think at one point, a Supreme Court Justice and at another point, a ballerina and a bus driver. And at another point, <laughs> I think I wanted to be... Well, actually, what I actually was studying in college was neuroscience. That's what I wanted to go into. And then I I was doing theater on the side, and, and uh, I got this job opportunity in New York. And I thought, well, I'll go do this and have an adventure and, and go back and become a neuroscience professor. And I never went back. Um I got the bug, but I don't think there was any distinct time that I said, mm-hmm. um, this is what I want to be. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I ever wanted to be defined by my career. Mm-hmm. I love what I do, and I'd love to think that I could find that passion in a couple other things. But, um, you know, and I think that gives you some freedom and I also think as an actress for me I think there are some people who just know right off the bat and I completely respect that and I think that's great but for me I think as an actress it helps me to uh, explore these other sides of me you know? yeah and I was reading on your bio that um, uh, and of course this is on the internet so it may be wrong <laughs> <but> <laughs> there are Plenty I know. I, I usually <laughs> always find something that you know I'll I'll mention, and then they'll say, "Well, no, that's that never happened." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you um, it, it says that you uh, were given the part of Con- Consuelo uh, Consuelo on uh, West Side Story when you were oh wow way back yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's I funny when I when I read that um, be- because just uh, just recently uh, we had uh, George Takiris who was uh, in the movie. <gasps> Bernardo on the show. So when I saw that you had played that part, I thought, oh, well, isn't that funny that, you know, we just had (laughs) one of the the, the Academy Award winning actors from the film, you know, so. um, Wow, yeah. yeah. So you liked doing that type of uh, on stage type thing? Well, I mean, I was a kid. (laughs) That was was the first play I'd ever done. Oh, okay. Um, But, uh, and that was a musical. That's probably the only musical I've ever been in or ever will be. <laughs> well, are you not a singer or? Uh, not really, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can carry a little tune if it's just, you know, if I'm singing a lullaby on stage or something. 
but yeah. Now, <laughs> now, now, so many actors have told me uh, on our interviews on over the years here that uh, when they ask you to, if you can do something, you say yes, no matter what. <laughs> so if somebody said, can you sing for a musical, would you say no? <laughs> well, I think from the time I got talked into by a casting director years ago, um, when I first moved to New York, uh, into going in for, what was it, Gigi, I think. And I said, I can't sing. And he said, yeah, no, you're so perfect for it. You'd be a great musical theater person. And I think after that audition, I've never said I could sing. <laughs> it was just so terrifying. I wish I could. You know, I, And I, I'm not tone deaf or anything, but they're just people who were really good at it. And I maybe could have worked at it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things, too, where I just, I have a lot of respect for people who really put the time and effort in. Yeah. Um, or just are naturally talented. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think there are a lot of people, now, I, I don't want to sound like an old codger, but <laughs> I, I think there are musicals that are so um, about star power. Mm-hmm. And the mics are so good and they can change things that uh, now that, a lot of people who don't really have the pipes for it or or haven't really put in the work yeah. are doing musicals. Now, <laughs> they offer me a Broadway musical. I'm not saying I'm going to turn it down. Yeah. But, yeah, I might be digging my own grave here. But, right. um, <laughs> but I think there are a lot of people who, who would get the offers before me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's like the music world. There's so many people who, you know, honestly can't sing, but because of the tech the technology out there they can yeah. make them sound good yeah exactly so I, I you know i don't want to hate on that but it's just it's true i mean yeah <laughs> you know, it's a fact I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when you were growing up uh, were there any actors or actresses that, that you admired and you know to to make you want to become an actress oh yeah i mean like i said i never really said oh that's um, what you wanted. I, I want it. That's what I want to do. You know, there was you know, Sandra Day O'Connor when I wanted to be a Supreme Court justice when I was a little kid. That was someone I looked to. But actors and actresses, I, you know, I got to say it was the writing that pulled me more to acting than than other actors. Mm-hmm. I've always found it to be the tricky thing because I admire a lot of actors and actresses. Um, or actors, I'm supposed to say, for yeah. both. But <laughs> there are a lot of actors I admire. But it's a tricky thing being an actor um, and, and not just trying to emulate someone you admire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with writers, you can, you know, and directors, and you, you can you can really admire them full-heartedly and not get into the trap of trying to copy them. Right, yeah. You know, so uh, even singers, musicians, you can, you know, so it's easier to do that. I know I'm making a sort of a complicated answer, but um, yeah, there, there, of course, there, there's, I, I don't even know where to start with all the actors I admire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and different stages of my life, too. Right. You know, yeah. I, yeah. When I was first really starting in, professional acting, um, I, I was really drawn to um, Jenna Rollins ah, yeah. and Cassavetes and Jenna Rollins, because it was the first time I think I had seen P- 
people that seem like my family, or people I knew. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking specifically of the movie Woman Under the Influence. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there, there seemed to be this kind of crazy working class, <laughs> you know, absurdity of life that was kind of stripped down from all the big... I was so used to seeing big budget movies where people were these romantic heroes and heroines and villains, and and it was the first taste of a real complexity mm-hmm. yeah. in, in people. So I, I think, you know, as far as an actor or an actress that, that's really, that was the first to pull me in, it, it must be general and it's got to yeah. be general. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that, you know, you thought of being a Supreme Court justice, that type of thing. And, 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 <laughs> I was a little kid. Well, no, but I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm sure you're very intelligent, and I know you could do that, but you have the most beautiful smile, and a Supreme Court justice has a sourpuss, usually. <laughs> so I, I can't see you doing that, even though I know you could do it. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, you talked me out of it. <laughs> now I don't feel so bad. Because <laughs> they never smile. <laughs> no, they don't. Until they retire, and then they're all, they're all smiling. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, um, have you ever turned down a role that... um, only to see that it became a, a huge hit or anything like that? Has anything like that happened to you before? You know, knock wood, uh, most of the roles that I've turned down, uh, well, there are a few that have been on shows that have become big hits or I could have made loads of money on. And I don't think I was ever, I don't regret any of them because either, A, it just, went to someone who it fits better. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I, uh, or B, it, um, it wasn't something I really wish I had done or wanted to do. Usually they turn out and I think, well, yeah, I, I was, I wasn't, I'm not willing to do that. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't want to do that. So, no, I mean, financially sometimes I think, oh, man. <laughs> I should have just done that. <laughs> but that, if, if it's financial, it, it's, you know, that just comes and goes. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, which is hard for me, too, because I don't come from money or or the entertainment industry. And so I'm not, you know, a, a lot of people I knew growing, well, pretty much everyone I knew growing up was, would never turn something down for artistic reasons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anyway. Well, let's talk about your, your, some of your big roles that, you know, you've been doing lately that people you know, recognize you from. And one of, of course, recently was uh, Hawaii Five-0. 
Uh, yeah. How, how was it working on Hawaii, you know, in Hawaii and, and on that show? Just drudgery. Now, of I can imagine. It was, it was great. The only thing that kind of sucked about it was the, the plane ride, very long plane ride from New York. But mm-hmm. yeah. other than that, everything was great. Um, Daniel Lee Kim just, uh, there's no one better to work with. I mean, he's he's just a total sweetheart. Everyone is relaxed and having a good time on set when he's on set. And um, and I actually knew him from uh, two shows, from 24, of course, yeah. and uh, and Lost. Yeah. yeah, I worked on both of those shows. So um, so it was just it's so much fun to yeah. work with him, and the cast and crew is great. So I've had a great time, and my boyfriend came with me on the last trip, and he wants more episodes from me so he can get more <laughs> Hawaii trips. <laughs> He'll sit by the pool and wait for you, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so were you, was the wedding scene, where was that filmed in Hawaii? Was it? Oh, well, it was in Honolulu, uh-huh. um, but I can't remember the exact spot. You yeah. know, they, they, of course, have the most beautiful locations. Um. But it was fun. I yeah. mean, it was uh, it was fun to do. But I gotta say, all the prep for it, I was just thinking, never do I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> like I was done. And day two of of doing the, the fittings and the makeup tests and the hair tests, I was like, oh, yeah. who would ever want to get a have a wedding? <laughs> and that's a big. That was that is a big show. And uh, uh, but you also, of course, worked on one of the shows that was. I mean, a humongous hit was Lost. Um, yeah. And there again, were you on site in Hawaii for that, or was did you was yep. it a set? Okay, I wasn't sure if it was on set in L.A. or what it was. Oh, I put a lot of Hawaii hours in. You hate that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so lucky. I just, you know, I've been so lucky. It's uh, yeah. It it was fun. And and another great cast. Elizabeth Mitchell, I got to work with, and Josh Holloway, and Daniel again, mm-hmm. and uh, had a couple other people. They were just great. Yeah. What about ER? Now, I, I got to tell you, your performance on there was was great. I mean, oh, you know, you. when you had some of those scenes that I that I've seen you on, it's just you know you, you really did a great job on that show. Oh, thank you, thank you. I really I put a lot into that, so I really appreciate that um i i did some research with a, a couple chaplains i mean i got to play a chaplain instead of you know doing people said oh you're on er you you must be doing a lot of medical babble and mm-hmm. I was like, no i get to play a chaplain um so i went to a hospice center and interviewed a chaplain there and i interviewed a chaplain at um a dc hospital over the phone and uh God, what an amazing I, I just wanted my own show, <laughs> as this character, or or even somebody. If it didn't involve me, I just think it's such a fascinating field. People who are um, sort of the the conscience in these hospitals and dealing with people who are dying and, yeah, and people job, who have I'm lost. Sure. Oh yeah, I mean the the stories I heard that they just couldn't even go into on the show. Yeah. That we, Amazing. So you really get into your parts when you do. I mean, you don't just get the script and, and read it. You you actually get in touch with people doing the job that you are performing uh, in your your show. So you really get into the. If I can, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never interviewed people who've killed 
killed aliens. Or right, except for, yeah, except for alien predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, although I did, my trainer was, um, for my guns, uh, my, my trainer for my rifle and, and handgun and um, was uh, an ex-Marine, or an ex-Ranger, who was actually in the Black Hawk Down uh, operation, the actual one was injured and ended up becoming a trainer so that was pretty cool i got yeah, to talk to him about how was that working on that show i'm mean, here you go into a movie and you, you know all of a sudden you're the kick-ass in the, in the show <laughs> yeah you know and it's funny because people are like oh you're doing this you know big commercial but you know they and, and i i loved it i thought i had the best time um i got to be in the best shape of my life i was working out every day two or three times a day um, had a trainer and uh, she, it was it was great. And then I got to do all this gunplay and I, I I had a great time. Yeah, I can imagine. Geez. Now uh, I have to talk about Twenty Four because obviously, um, yeah, that there are shows that are you know big hits. I mean, ER big hit, but it I don't think it has the same obsession. That people who like Twenty Four have. Do you do you think? Do you agree with that? Or yeah, I absolutely agree. I've never been on anything. Well, no, that's not true. I mean, Lost. I mean, Lost. Yes, Lost. Really obsessive crowd, but um, Twenty Four was just because it all takes place in twenty four hours, um, and the cliffhangers. It's incredibly addictive. Oh yeah. Rarely met anyone who um, had seen the DVD set who was able to just see one episode, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. at a time. How did you get the um, part? Oh. I, you know, it was interesting because I went in, uh, that, well, to me, it's probably not interesting at all, but... <laughs> no, it's always interesting, in, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I went in for uh, the part of Nina when they first uh, were casting it, and we, I tested, and it was between me and Sarah Clark, and thank goodness Sarah Clark got it. She's did a fabulous job in it as as that role, and then um, they but they liked me and they wanted to work with me, which was wonderful and flattering. So I went in for another role, um, which Sarah Winter ended up getting uh, the next year, and then um, they it was really sweet because they still wanted to work with me, but they didn't have the right part, so they wrote a part, um, Michelle, mm-hmm. which. I don't think anyone knew how long it would last, and initially I think I signed on for three episodes, and it just kept growing and being extended, and, you know, I ended up with this really fun role that I just am so grateful I got to do. How is it when every time you go on set, you know, is this the day I'm going to get killed? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was actually the opposite for me, because... um, they had already killed off one of the main characters the previous year. So I went in with the knowledge that they'll kill me, lead characters, at any time. Yeah. So I kept going to them saying, so, you know, if you do kill me, can you do this? Or, you know, is it going to be the next one? You know, so I went in with the assumption I was going to be killed off. Mm-hmm. So the surprise was that I wasn't for so long. <laughs> Uh, here we are, year three. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I was just wearing a big sign, you know, a T-shirt saying "Not dead yet," because I was just that was the surprise. So I was lucky. I mean, I think if I was in the first year, there was that shock of, you know, of, of them killing off a main character. Um, but after that, all bets were off. Yeah. Were you happy with the way that that you were killed off? <laughs> 
You know, um, <laughs> they had to do what was best for the story. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that, you know, I kept saying for years and kind of joking, um, I don't mind getting killed off. I just don't want to go out like a punk. Yeah. And it was okay, but I wanted to go out more, you know, in a hail of bullets right. and <laughs> getting blown up. But um, but I was I was fine with it. Yeah. Now there's of course the, there's talk that the 24 movie may start up a production in the spring. I've heard different things, and uh, and of course you died on the show. Uh, is there any chance that in the the movie that it might be a prequel or something, or, or and, and you may be in it. Is there any? I have no idea. Okay, I, I have no idea. I know it's been changing a lot. I mm-hmm. think, but you know, that's all. God, I don't know. I think it's it's they they've been having these rumors about it. Right. Yeah. I have no idea, yeah. but you know, that's it. Reminds me of the show. I just you, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. When I was on the show, nobody knew what was going to happen. Yeah, it's all hush hush. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I'd love to do it if they did it, but... Yeah, because, you know, you never know. They might turn around and say, well, this is a prequel, or this is uh, this is another another 24 hours before you were killed, you know? <laughs> they might, but it's been a while now. I mm-hmm. think we've all aged a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it might be. Yeah. So, what about new projects? Or is there anything you've got that you can tell us about? I realize sometimes you can't, but uh, is there anything you can... Yeah. No, um, well, I just finished, I just wrapped on a, a movie called Bad Parents uh, with Janine Garofalo, Sherry O'Terry, um, uh, Chris Titus, uh, Michael Boatman, a bunch of really great mm-hmm. uh, actor-comedians. And, uh, and that was fun. That was fun. I got, I got to play a very fun, funny role, which, uh, which I'm always excited to do. Wow, that sounds good. Yeah, another comedy then. I'm sorry? It's a comedy for, uh, yeah. you know, so it, it seems TV, they put you in as the, the not, you know, the, the real, I don't know what you want to call it, but, you know, the, the 24 <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, so you get a chance to, to spread your wings a little bit when you go out into to the, um, the films. That's great. Yeah, it is. Final two questions. I'd like to know. What is your favorite TV shows of all time that you like to watch when you just kick your feet back and watch TV? The Sopranos. That was fast. I loved that show. <laughs> yeah? Um, yeah. I mean, I love The Sopranos as far as shows that are still going. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, I am a big Project Runway fan. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, and let me think. There's so many good shows. It's almost too many good shows right now. Like I said, all the writers have gone to TV, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the cable, but uh, yeah, I think right now, but The Sopranos, it was the only show that I wouldn't DVR. I would just, I'd have to see it that night. Yeah. yeah. Now, were you, um, were you watching the, the 24 when you were on it? Were you addicted to it, or... Did you just not want to have anything to do with it? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I had seen the shows before I was on it, and I thought it was addictive and wonderful and great, and I, I was just as much an addict. But once you work on it, it's hard because you start seeing it from the editor's point of view, the camera person's point of view, right, yeah. the director's point of view. You think, you know, I'm, I can't help but think, oh, guy must have gotten under the table to take that shot, or, you know, oh, the editors must put this from another episode, you know, so I, I can't watch, you can't watch it objectively, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it objectively, I was, 
kind of picking it apart so much. I you, you sound like you, you, you might be ready for directing or something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's definitely a, a call for directing in me, mm-hmm. but, I, you know, I, I, it's another, it's like writing. I have so much respect for it. Um, and I think it takes, a, to be a good director or writer, it takes uh, a lot of work and knowledge and experience so, you know, at some point I might be ready to delve into that. Yeah. But, yeah, for now it's something I, I really I, – I've done some in theater directing. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I really enjoy it. Um, I love it. I love directing. But uh, God, I see the really good people, and I think, wow, I have a lot to learn. Uh, yeah. yeah. What about movies? What's your favorite movie of all time or movies of all time? Again, there's just so many. <laughs> there's so many TV shows and there's so many movies. Um, I, uh, God, uh, I love, you know, Woman Under the, Under the Influence was one of my favorite, you know, cafes. I, I love the original Star Treks, of course. The Godfathers, uh, yeah. brilliant. Um, the uh, Kurosawa movies, some of those are my favorites. Uh, Seven Samurai, uh, you know, and speaking of that, some of the uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, I think, is brilliant. I mean, there's just so much. Mm. Um, some of the 30s, 40s movies I love. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's... I, I, there's just too many. <laughs> well, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, my head explodes when you ask. That. Yeah, I, I, that one usually gets everybody. They they sit there and they yeah. think, boy, what? Or but like with you with the Sopranos, you just bang that. You know, you knew that was what you like. So, yeah, I know it's been my favorite. Yeah. Um, TV show, even the week. You know, there were weak episodes, but but when it was cooking, it was just amazing. That was another one of those addictive shows. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, yep. Rayco, I wish you so much luck with Buzzkill. Thank you. Uh, available February 14th on DVD, and we're going to put a link right on our homepage at onscreenandbeyond.com where people can just uh, you know click on it and it'll go to where they can purchase it. Great. And I also wish you luck with the understudy in theaters in March and uh, you know limited release in New York, Chicago, L.A., and probably a few other places. I don't know. But uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Rayco Aylesworth, want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us. What a great person, and she was fascinating stories. And uh, if you get a chance, watch her on 24. She's so intense. But, but you know, it's it's nice to see her in other roles because she has a smile that just lights up the screen, and, and I wish we'd see her in more uh, lighter things because a lot of the stuff she's been has been so intense, you know, like uh, Alien and Predator. You know, you don't smile a lot. <laughs> in that show, in that movie. Uh, and uh, you didn't get much chance to smile in uh, Lost and uh, ER. So, you know, anyway, love talking with her. She's a great person. So uh, hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, let's see. That was episode 199 of On Screen to Beyond. Next week is the 200th episode. This, this weekend, I should say, is the 200th episode of On Screen to Beyond. And we have a fascinating guest for you. Uh, an, an Academy Award nominee is going to be coming on. 
and they're going to be talking about the the films that they were on and 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 all sorts of stuff and it's just a, a going to be a lot of fun to talk to them i'll tell you so I hope you're going to join us next week because we got a fascinating show for our 200th and it's all coming up next week or this weekend, whatever, on On Screen and Beyond. So uh, if you have a suggestion or if you just want to comment on a show or just want to say hi, you can email me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and I love hearing from you. We get uh, emails from all over the world and uh, we appreciate uh, everybody who takes the time to do that. If you got a chance and, uh, you know, you, you got a moment and you are on iTunes, uh, when you download, just turn around and leave us a comment there. So more people, the, the way that it works, the more people that leave comments, the, the more it comes up and they let more people know about the show and all that sort of stuff. So anyways, if you could do that, it would help the show out uh, to get to more people. Tell a friend, too, because uh, we have so many different guests uh, in the last uh, five years here. And... Um, you know, there's got to be somebody that somebody would uh, would like to listen to, you know, while you're driving or jogging or running or working out in the gym or whatever you're doing, uh, wherever you listen to On Screen or Beyond, uh, we, you know, like having you here. So if uh, you get a chance, uh, go ahead and like us on Facebook. If you uh, do that, you can go to our homepage, click right there. It'll take you to uh, On Screen and Beyond. And like I said earlier, if you get a chance and you're going to be uh, – you know, buying something anyways uh, doesn't cost any more. But if you go through our site and you uh, use one of our sponsors there, uh, if that's where you're going to get it, uh, it'll just help out the show, too. So we appreciate that. And that is about a wrap for this week's show. And I just can't wait till the next show of On Screen and Beyond. So until then, I hope you'll join us. And I hope you'll join us when we once again take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank you.